listening to an absolute festive cracker of On The Topic podcast. Uh, and this week you'll find me sipping my mulled wine and watching crappy Christmas films. I'm Dan. And, uh, well, I'm quietly sitting in the corner, uh, minding my own business, sipping on some Baileys and I'm Alex. And um, welcome to a rather festive, as you say, Dan, episode of On The Topic, our, our fourth... Uh, yeah. Fourth Christmas themed episode, I guess. I think it is. And um, we're going to do something a little bit different this year because last the last couple of years we've done um, favorite Christmas films. Favorite Christmas films. Yes. We talked about Die Hard being a Christmas film. It is. These are going to rear their ugly heads at some point. Highly contentious, isn't it? Still, mm. every year it comes around and people are. Um, I'll talk about whether the uh, the Die Hard film is a Christmas film. Of course it is. We know it is. Yep. It's not a debate there, it's a fact. So I don't quite know why people still, every year, come up with this nonsense. There's going to be some controversy in this episode. Yeah, I, I, I feel a, a certain individual with their, the name beginning with G is going to take a shotgun blast to the face <laughs> in, in the listener uh, interaction section. But um, we'll, uh, we'll see how uh, avid and annoyed I get. We'll get to that point. She might be coming for you. Uh, and I'm ready for the fight, Dan. I, 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 will, I will fight hell and high water to, uh, to, to, to contest that Die Hard is a Christmas film. Because mm. it is. But um, yes, we're, uh, we're doing something a little bit different this year, aren't we, Dan? We're, yep. uh, we've got a, a bit of a, a lovely mix. Um, if you imagine you've got the, the family round, and you've got the nibbles out, you've got your, your bowl of... Well, we, we, we'll talk about this in a minute, no doubt. Mm. Uh, but you've got your, your bowl of nibbles, you know, your nuts... Or your Bombay mix. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. I know it used to be mix. back in the 90s. Oh, it still is now. It's still, it's still, it's still around, right? Yeah. yeah still weird little... Hot... Peas. Peas should never be that fucking hard. They're like a take out your, your, your teeth, right? Yeah, easily. Um, but you then got the the, the, the spicy long ones. Then you got the like the twiglet, mini twiglet things. Oh, I love oh, they're, twiglets. They're beautiful. Mini cheddars. So that's that's going to be one topic, topic of conversation this mm. evening. Then you bring out the, the big guns. You know, you got the... Uh, your mini spring rolls or your little onion bargies or perhaps your little oh. macaroni cheese bites. Jalapeno poppers. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I don't know what you do with your time if you talk about poppers, but that's... Uh, <laughs> it's fine. We have uh, Open Minds on the, uh, the weekly roundup. Um, the weekly, weekly roundup. roundup. Oh, on topic. This is... This throwback. is old. It is. It's because look at the older episodes mm. today, of course. Um, whatever we call ourselves. Um... But yes, that's that's one topic of conversation, and then we're then going to bring bring out the little puddings. It's going to be another conversation. Yeah. So we're going to have a whole spread for you today, listener. Um, all festive, all sprinkling of of glitter and lovely things, um, and with uh, good measure, we've got some listener interaction at the very end. Oh, it's it's a good one. So it's going to be done in three sections. Yes. So we've been challenged by our listeners to talk about some really terrible Christmas films. Mm. We uh, then going to have a section inspired by you, Alex. Uh, this week you asked your Chester oh, Radio right, yes. listeners about the best and worst parts of a festive roast dinner. Indeed, got some really good feedback actually, so I can feed that into this as well. And yeah. some hell of a lot of controversy around some of these uh, really? things that people have chosen. I'm and then last off, we've been again challenged to reel off some late Christmas presents for loved right. ones. Because that was a request last year, wasn't it? I seem to recall. Some people yeah. were asking for, uh, for for things perhaps to get a loved one at the last minute. So, yeah, mm. we can cover some of those off too. 
So let's, should we just dive into it? Yeah, let's let's, let's take off our Christmas jumpers, put on the tinsel, uh, and go head first into this, this smorgasbord of uh, of Christmas delight. Before we dive into the really bad stuff, it is uh-huh. worth mentioning if people want to listen to your favourite Christmas films, it's OTT episode eight, it's twenty twenty, and it's a blinder. It's no a one, really good one chose Elf. What's wrong with that? There's a lot wrong with it. I think I told you this last year, and I need to rectify it this year. I've seen it once. Uh, I need to watch it again. I'll probably show my son it because it is funny and it is obviously PG. Will Ferrell. Um, very good film. Is it God tier? God tier Christmas film? I, I, I think most people say it is. Slightly off topic. Mm. We keep on doing this. Uh, but people know by now that we, uh, we're renowned for going uh, slightly on a tangent. Um, is it. Tesco's was he who did the advert with the elf. Oh, it was Asda. It was Asda. Of course it was Asda. Yeah. It wasn't very good. It's shite. Like, they, they did very little editing. I don't know how they managed to afford it. They obviously didn't spend an awful lot of money in post-production because it just, just looks like Will Ferrell has been taken from one film and inserted into quite a drab-looking Asda. Mm. Um... I wouldn't be happy if I was Will Ferrell with that. And I wouldn't be excited running around an Asda store like that either. No, quite. There's not an awful lot of Christmas cheer in an Asda. Have you ever been to Frat and Asda? Uh, not in a long time. It's horrendous, don't bother. Yeah. Because the bridge centre's still there, right? Yeah, still there. Still got the um, the butchers stinking out the uh, the entrance? Has that gone? No, it's gone. That's it? Yeah. Shows how long I've been there. Yeah, it's it's a bit miserable. It could do with a, a facelift. Or levelling. Mm. Yeah, I try not to go um, I try not to go into Fratton too often. Um, but, uh, yeah, Will Ferrell, not too sure what he was doing there to lend his likeness mm. or his, his character to, to that supermarket. But, hey, whatever. Um, other supermarkets, of course, are available. Indeed. So this actually came in from Dan. This is why we're doing this episode. Mm. Uh, a suggestion for the Christmas episode. The worst Christmas movies you can find. I'm talking the low-budget guff that no one has ever watched on the free streaming services. Uh, I am going to disappoint a little bit, so some of these are out now and have obviously trended. Oh, right. Um, There is a couple of really, really bad ones. And there's a classic in there which just doesn't hold up today. Oh, is there? Mm. Hasn't aged well at all? No. Mm. I know you've probably seen one or two of these films. Okay. So I'll kick things off. Yeah. Uh, Falling for Christmas on Netflix. Right. Starring Lindsay Lohan as Sierra Belmont, or Sarah. Cord Overstreet as Jake Russell. George Young as Tad Fairchild. Jack Wagner as Beauregard Belmont. Uh Uh-oh, he's on the red wine again. Well, I have already started off with some mulled wine, so... uh, This is true. I'll keep going. Olivia Perez as Avi Russell. Alejandra Flores as Alejandra. Great name. Sean J. Dillingham as Ralph. Chase Ramsey as Terry Carver and Aliana Lohan as Bianca. Yes, they are related. Wow. Uh, This is the synopsis. Mm. In the days leading up to Christmas, a young and newly engaged heiress experiences a skiing accident. After being diagnosed with amnesia, she finds herself in the care of the handsome lodge owner and his daughter. Oh, right. Now, would you like the 
Pompey synopsis of this. <laughs> yes, uh, you, you told me about this uh, just before, and I, I, I was amazed and, and dazzled by the simplicity of the storyline and just how bonkers and batshit it sounded. Mm. So this comes from Charmaine. <clears throat> this is the alternate version of the synopsis. It is very accurate. But it is, it's still the actual events of the film, right? Oh, yeah. So it's just a di- different way of describing it. I need to try and do this without laughing my arse off. I don't know how you're going to do it, Dan. It's uh, it's seven or eight lines of, of wonderfully crafted words, but let's see how you get on. Spoiled brat falls over the edge of a cliff, hits her head and forgets who she is. She then has to graft for a living, live in a shit B&B and brings up someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Did take long. And brings up someone else's snotter. So uh, anyone that isn't from Portsmouth, a snotter is someone else's child. Little child, yes. She then realises she's been a twat and falls in love. She also used to, she also used to be on crack. The end. All right. Um, I don't think we're talking about the Harris. I think we're actually talking about Lindsay Lohan here. We're getting <laughs> down, dirty, and personal. Uh, I'm sure we'll uh, be done for libel. Um, it, it, I want to say though, I. Oh, I th- well, it's not mine. All oh, right, okay, so someone else's. Yeah. So we're, oh. we're, we're dobbing. Was it Charmaine? Instance? Charmaine, yeah. Sorry, so she's, sorry, Charmaine. She's going to get. Hollywood's coming for you. Yeah. Going to get in trouble and be slapped with a. Whatever they do these days. Um, <clears throat> okay. That sounds interesting. Lindsay Lohan, she, she doesn't look like Lindsay Lohan, right? Or is that just me? Has she. She looks a little bit different than, I guess, when last time she was in the limelight. Is Ooh, that just age? Or is that? I think it's age. Um, she looks work. like she's filled out a little bit, which is good. Oh, good. Healthy. Okay. Mm. She's straight now, eh? Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we love Rotten Tomatoes on, on the top. Oh, yes. Uh, on the review aggregator website, Rotten Tomatoes, 61% of 51 critics' reviews are positive and an average rating of 4.8 out of 10. The website's consensus reads... It's no miracle on 34th Street, but viewers in the mood for some fa-la-la-la Lohan will find Oof. falling for Christmas as easy as falling on the couch. Oh, right. I'd probably say it's very fair and a very accurate Did you enjoy it? Review. It was good. Um, predictable. Okay. But otherwise, yeah, it's all right. A middling Christmas film to put on the background. Mm. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Your Christmas or Mine on Amazon Prime. I oh, know you've watched this one. I have. Starring Asa Butterfield as Hubert James Hughes, Cora Kirk as Hayley Taylor, Daniel Mays, phenomenal, as Jeff Taylor, Angela Griffin as Kath Taylor, Harriet Walter as Iris, David Bradley as Jack, Natalie Gamid as Kay Taylor. Do you notice my tone changes when I try to get a name correct? Oh, really? Mm. Mm. I've just noticed that myself. I'm like, mm. Okay. Does it does it work? Um, I don't know. Mm. We'll soon find out when we're getting sued for getting these people's names okay. wrong. <clears throat> um, Lucien Laviscount as Steve, Ram John Holder as Anthony, and Mark Heap as the railway conductor. And I think, before we get into it, Dan, for me... That's what uh, a dozen or so names you've read off there, maybe 15. But that's the cast. Mm. In any other feature film, you'd have, a hu- no doubt, hundreds and hundreds of people. In this, there's not that many people in there. It's almost going to see like a theatre show, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Theatre, obviously, you don't have infinite amounts of um, 
uh, extras and, and, and people on stage and they often rework them. In this, it's there is a handful of people, effectively. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. It's not as predictable as some of the Christmas films out there, like all the Hallmark ones. No? It's genuinely brilliant. Um, synopsis for everyone. Um, I say, if you're if you're bored one day, you know, waiting for your roast dinner to cook, get this on if you've got Amazon Prime. Oh, definitely. It's, it's or, very, very good. I'm not sure if I can say this, but I'm going to say anyway. If you don't have Amazon Prime, try and get hold of it. Mm. Because I think it's really worth a watch. Um, not that long. What's the runtime? It's about an hour and 40. 90 minutes. Yeah, it's not long. Um... But yeah, I would I would strongly recommend it. If you, if you haven't got Prime, don't let it be a blocker. Try and no. get yourself a copy. But sorry, Dan, yes, what's the, um, what's the, what's the deal here? Students Hayley and James are young and in love. After saying goodbye for Christmas at a London train station, they both make the same mad split-second decision to swap trains and mm. surprise each other. Passing each other in the station, they are completely unaware that they have just swapped Christmases. Hayley arrives at a vast mansion in a small village in the Gloucester countryside to find a place where Christmas does not exist. Mm. Whilst James heads north to a small semi-detached house in Macclesfield and steps into the warm and chaotic pandemonium that only a large family Christmas can bring. When the entire country is blanketed in the biggest snowfall on record, our star-crossed lovers are trapped at the most manic time of the year. Christmas traditions are turned on their head, secrets are revealed, and family truths are told, with hilarious consequences. The couple realise that there is an awful lot they don't know about each other. Which isn't surprising, really, because they know each other literally about three months. Mm. Will they be able to swap back in time for Christmas Day? And will Haley and James' fledgling relationship make it through to the new year now I've got a question for you Dan I've been wanting to, to ask this for a while since I've seen it it's only been about a week if you're in that situation so you've met um, imagine you're not with your significant other mm. and you're with uh, with uh, someone new boy or girl 2022 doesn't matter for one second let's just put yep. it out there um, and uh, and you're with them for about three months so you've met I guess Chronologically, the beginning of your university time, because that's what I guess what's happened if you, if you work yeah. out here. Um, would would you just on a whim decide to go and spend Christmas with the other one's family, given you don't really know an awful lot about them? Would you no. do that? Would you be sat on your train and go? Actually, yeah, I've been off my mum and dad. This might be a bit controversial now. I've got to be careful what you say. Yeah. But I've been off my mum and dad, and I'll, I'll jump off the train because I paid that that train fare, which is probably quite expensive. And I'm going to go and pay another train fare and go and surprise this girl or boy that I don't know. And I'm going to go and spend time with them instead. Uninvited, by the way. Yeah. You're fucking invited. No one's invited you to come spend Christmas with them. Uh, you spent all that money and you can let down your own family and go, huh, by the way, I'm not coming. So do one. Surprise, motherfucker. Exactly. Like, w- would you do that? Nah, I'm not ballsy enough. I just couldn't. And like I say, it's another train fare. Mate, it's all about the money these days. Mm. I mean, if the trains aren't striking, and that's a whole different kettle of fish. Um, but if the, the train... <laughs> I'm all for it, by the way, guys and girls. Uh, there's a good reason for it, and I, I don't disagree. Um, just a bit of tongue-in-cheek for, for those who obviously who know what we're talking about in the UK. Mm. I mean, everyone's bloody striking these days in the UK uh, for quite a good reason, too. 
But anyway, yeah, it's, it's expensive. And, you know, they, they've, they're what, first-year university students? Yeah. Don't know how they're affording those train line tickets. Ching. It was hard enough getting home from Plymouth when I was, a, like, a student. That's a good couple of hours, isn't it? Four hours or something? Yeah, it's, it's quite a trek. Yeah. It's about three trains as well, but... I used to get a train straight up to Reading and then I'd go down to Newbury oh, right, and I'd meet yeah. my dad after he finished work and then he'd drive me home. That's a good egg. Mm. It wasn't too bad for me, just strap one one train line, one to the other, but yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. What do they call it? They they called it Mega Romantic or something or, yeah. or something like that. And it is. I don't think I'd do it though. I don't think that should be a, a slight on me. I like to think, it, yeah, at the, the right times, I can pull a bit of romance out out of the bag. But I'm not quite sure. Um, I'd want to get on the train and no. Anyway, I mean, getting on a train's hard enough. You know, we talk about this on uh, what grinds your gears, volume two from yes. earlier in the year. Um, you got some just... bloody idiots with their tinnies or school kids yapping around and throwing things and kicking off. Getting the bin. Well. Getting the, the kids or the, the, the trains? Just the annoying people. Yeah. I just want some peace and quiet on my train. I want to chill out. I want to listen to music or a podcast. I don't need your shit. I don't need. I don't need you playing some shitty YouTube video on nope. on loud. Oh, look at this! Look at this! Oh, exactly. I mean, yeah. we we don't need to be here ranting and raving. We've already done it. We've already done that. Back in what grinds our gears, volume one. Uh, and volume two. And volume two. Yeah. But anyway, you get my point. Mm. Um, there are a number of different plot holes in this film. Um, if we were here all the time to talk about plot films, plot holes, we'd never enjoy these films. And they're there as a matter of convenience. Mm. So I won't point them out apart from that one, which I think is a little bit short-sighted, yeah. which is the whole premise of the film. But look, I think go into it with um, you know, expectations of what it is. It's not supposed to be the next love, actually, or Bridget Jones or whatever it is. No. It's not it's, going to be a god tier film. It's or the holiday, god. which is god tier. Yes, hundred percent. And you shared with me some exciting news, Dan, didn't you? Yeah. Again, another little segue. The holiday two. Yeah. With the original cast. Yes. That's Jack awesome. Black, Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, and of course, what they're up to now. Yeah. What they're doing after all these years. I'm intrigued. Hmm. I reckon Cameron Diaz and Jude Law no longer together. Yeah. They're never married. But perhaps they end up getting back together and marrying. Plot twist. Who knows? And then Jack Black and... Um, what's her face? Kate, Kate Winslet, Winslet, yeah. Um, perhaps a happy man's got kids running around today. Mm. Who knows? Excited. Who knows? Really excited. So I know that we've got to wait until... Well, hopefully it'll be next year. Yeah. There's no CGI involved. Just diaries and getting people around. Nice and easy. Getting out to the UK countryside again. Or that might be CGI. Somewhere nice in LA. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Mm. But anyway, yes, um, sorry. Uh, again, we digress, but all for good reason. Um, it's festive. It's it is. Fine. It is. It's all good. Your Christmas or mine? Um, what else we got? Um, I, I actually genuinely sort of found the Rotten Tomatoes... Um, review on this a bit unfair. Oh, right, yeah. No actual words for the review, it just hit 57%. The fact it did better than the the Lindsay Lohan film is shocking. Oh, really? Mm. What, do you think the Lindsay Lohan film is better than... No, I thought it was worse. 
Did I say oh, right. it did better? Or yes, it was, better. No, it did worse than the Lindsay Lohan film. No way. 57%, yeah. Oh, wow. 57% against the 61% of the Lindsay No, I mean, it's yeah. quite close. But um, that is shocking. Was that um, the critics or was that the audience? Critics. Hmm. Damn these critics. To be honest, as we sort of go through some of these other films, it just it doesn't make any sense. But, you know, here we go. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have got The Night Before Christmas on Netflix, and that is Night with a K. Oh, right. If you've heard of any of these actors or actresses, I'll be very surprised. They've got to start from somewhere, though, Dan. Mm, true. <laughs> it is very hallmark, this film. Oh, right. Vanessa Hudgens as Brooke Winters. Josh Whitehouse as Sir Cole Lyons of Norwich. Emmanuel Shuriki, I think I got that right, as Madison. Harry Jarvis as Sir Joffrey. Ella Kenyon as Kayla. Kayla? Uh, no. Do you know what? Whatever. <laughs> Arnold Pinnock as Officer Stevens. Jean-Michel Legal as David. Mimi Jeanopoulos as Alison. And name. Jacob Soley as Patrick. Wow. If you want the synopsis. Yeah. A medieval English knight from the 13th century is magically transported to present-day America where he falls for a high school science teacher who is disillusioned by love. I've heard of... Is this a couple of years old now? 2019. Yes, I think I I, I have seen it advertised. It's absolutely horrendous. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I mean, I was four pints of beer in at this point. Did you have to drink to watch it to make it bearable? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of them was a nice, delicious... 12 or 13% stout from Mackie Mackie. Oh, right. It was only a third of a pint, actually. So this wasn't four pints and this was four drinks in, but very delicious. Barrel aged for 24 months in rum barrels. Oh, nice. Lots of coffee, chocolate. You get the rum, maltiness. Mm. I'm already dreaming again about this stout. So were you actually awake by the end of the the, the, the film or did you pass pass out with the... No, I was still awake. Oh, okay. um, it, it's pretty horrendous. So this bloke from the 13th century just seems to be unfazed by the fact he's just gone from like medieval England mm. to present day. He's just walking around like, yes, I want to ride your metal steed. And he gets oh, in the right. car and off he goes. And he, knows, he knows how to drive. Oh, right. What? That doesn't make any sense. What what streaming services on? Uh, Netflix. Oh right, it's 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 really bad. But Rotten Tomatoes seem to think it was quite good. No. Mm. Uh, the film holds an approval rating of seventy percent no based way. on twenty reviews, and an average rating of six point one out of ten. Uh, the critics' consensus reads: while its plot borders on the absurd. The Night Before Christmas is endearing and charming enough to make it a worthy addition to the holiday rom-com genre. Wow. It's shit. Get in the sea. And Dan, I fulfilled my promise. There's your really crap film. Oh, that's that's the winner, is it? Oh, that wins. Oh, wow. Without a doubt. Hands down. Wow. Oh, if you want to push on to something slightly different... Tell me. Head over to Amazon Prime for The Night Before. So this is... Okay. The night spelt with an N, just normal mm. night. It stars Seth Rogen as Isaac, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Ethan, Anthony Mackie as Chris, Lizzie Kaplan as Diana, Mindy Kaling as Sarah, Gillian Bell as Betsy Greenberg, and Michael Shannon as, as Mr Green. Okay. It's a bit of a weird one. 
strangely enjoyed this, um, all for the reason that Seth Rogen is the general typecast for the druggie of the group. I was going to say, is there some weed involved, is it? There's weed, cocaine, mushrooms. All the good ones. All the good ones, yeah. so he's obviously high as a kite throughout okay. most of this film. And he probably literally is, because he's got his own drug company, right? Yeah, he, he sells his own drug paraphernalia and stuff, which mm. in certain states of the US is, is legal. And what's I watching? Um, this is random. Architectural Digest. Okay. Have you ever seen it? No. Ever watched it? It's a channel on. Um, uh, it's a magazine, I guess, by by the virtue of the name. Uh, but they've got a really interesting YouTube channel. I was watching it during COVID and lockdown. Um, and uh, they go around people's multi-million pound mansions, and you get some random. Um, Realtor, they call them, don't they? Mm. We call them uh, estate agency in the UK. Uh, but realtors out in uh, in the US, and they, they walk you around and say, oh, yeah, this is a bespoke, you know, ornate, um, you know, uh, marble staircase that was flown in from, from the, the finest places of Italy to be built here, blah, blah. And look at this lovely, uh, you know, private waterfall on your private, all that kind of stuff. Um and he visited Seth Rogen in LA, and it was in one of the suburbs. And he wasn't shown around his house; they were shown, he was shown around his office. Mm. So, kind of in the US, they they don't really do houses. Sometimes they do mainly like really nice bungalows. Mm. Do, do you recognise that? They usually like one yeah. ground floor, lovely floor space, phenomenal. But they tend not to build up certain parts of the US. I appreciate the places like three hundred million people, whatever it is, it's gigantic. Um, and this is all ground floor, lovely, kind of whitewashed, looks like a, a beachside hut in LA. Mm. It's wonderful. He's walking around going, oh, yeah, this, this is my, uh, my, my meeting room. And it's like, I don't know. Uh, he doesn't show any drugs, but he's got, oh, yeah, this is my favourite ashtray. And he shows us the products that he's yeah. selling. And he goes into another room. He's like, oh, yeah, this is a vase that I made when I was high. Uh, and, yeah, I, after I, like had the nibbles inside this was a great vase and I'd recreate it and now it's on the production line and people are buying like them in their droves it's random it's really random because you obviously you click on a link going oh yeah I want to see Seth Rogen's house mm. and you're just seeing him just try and sell his drug paraphernalia at you it's odd yeah. cool but odd it is a thing especially amongst the celebrities Kevin Smith um, yeah he's, he sells his own weed yeah 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 I mean, how often do people you know that there is a market, uh, not in the UK legally anyway. Anyway, no. um, but yeah, it's um, it's a thing. And as you say, he's very much typecast, isn't he? Is yeah. But hey, if he's enjoying his own product whilst he's filming, why not? That's literally having your cake and eating it, or having your spliff and smoking it, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so he's very good. Um, so it's basically about Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character Ethan um, and his friends Isaac and Chris. So, Ethan's parents died when he was younger, and his two friends basically sort of come together, uh, and they have these Christmas traditions. Okay, yep. And now they're older. This is like their last Christmas together, and doing these traditions, and they get invited to this big party, which they've been trying to find for years. Oh. Mm. Okay. It. I know that I've probably not done the, the synopsis any justice. Um, in fact, I didn't even put it in my notes. That's how uh, slack I was with... Or freestyling, because it's that good. Yeah. It is good, though. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has given it 69%. Uh, and they said, The night before provokes enough barely laughs to qualify 
as a worthwhile addition to the list of Christmas comedies worth revisiting, even if it isn't quite as consistent as the classics. Okay. Mm. But it sounds like a, a different kind of, as you say, a different kind of take on the, the Christmas kind of genre. Yeah. Something a bit different for people to, to perhaps, if they don't want to watch the Hallmark, Lindsay Lohan or, or plot hole filled ridden <laughs> Amazon Prime classic of your Christmas or mine, then uh, sounds like that might be something to watch. Indeed. Uh, and last up, Jingle All the Way, Disney Plus. Now, this was what, 1997? 96. 96. Far off, yeah. I saw this in the cinema as a, Same. as a kid. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, it doesn't hold up very well today, sadly. Right. However, anyone familiar stars Arnold Schwarzenegger as Howard Langston, Sinbad as Myron, Phil Hartman as Ted Moulton, Rita Wilson as Liz Langston, and Jake Lloyd, aka Anakin Skywalker. Oh, is it? Jamie Langston. Of course it is, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, plot is workaholic. Howard <laughs> wants to make things up to his son, Jamie, and wife, Liz. Yes, that's, that was right. He promises to get Jamie the hottest toy of the season, Turbo Man, even though it's Christmas Eve and the toy's practically sold out. As Langston hunts down the elusive gift, he runs into Mailman Myron, another father on the same quest. With the clock winding down, Langston's moral code is tested as he starts to learn the real meaning of Christmas. Mm. I thought these kids wouldn't understand the things we used to have to go through in the 90s. You no. don't really see it anymore. No. Um, well, unless you, I guess you want an Xbox or a PlayStation. Mm. Uh, that's the closest thing. That, But yeah, um, my dad doesn't uh, miss a beat every year in terms of reminding me what I wanted, what he couldn't get. I think it was, it must have been 90... Really ages me now. 94, 95? 94, maybe. And I wanted um, a Thunderbirds, mm. Tracy Island. Oh, man, they were so hard to get hold of. To the point where actually Blue Peter taught yes. you how to build your own. Indeed, yeah. So they said, you know, get your bog rolls and get your paints and your papier mache. Uh, I remember that one, actually. Mm. I tried to make it, but yeah, I wasn't particularly good. Um, I don't know how he managed it, but he got, him, got his hands on it. Yeah. And it, I think it came with... Um, did it come? I came with Thunderbird one. I'd already had Thunderbird one. You know, the, yeah, the space space rocket. And then um, I think he got me. I was a really lucky boy, respectively. Uh, you know, Thunderbird. I think it was two, which had then Thunderbird five in it, the submarine, yeah. in like the little barrel connecting yeah, the thing. little pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Thunderbird three, did I say, which was the um, the space the, rocket, the, the red space. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's phenomenal because they all obviously fit. Tracy Island, so you could put all of them in there. They were perfectly made for size. You had the palm trees that would move to the side mm. and the ramp would go up. Oh, it's amazing. For people who have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. No. Um, I do. Yeah, it's, um, it's basically puppets. I'm not going to explain anything else. It's just puppets. But um, there's nothing wrong with that. And, um, yeah, he every year he'll say, well, you know, mm. I, I had to search high and low for this. And, yeah, these days... No one really knows the pain that, that the parents had to go through to get the much-coveted mm. toy. I don't think they have it these days, do they? I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I mean... I'm probably out of the... Uh, out of the loop. Out of the loop. The 90s were just a different time altogether. You know, I remember you know, Power Ranger toys. 
Yeah. They were hard to come by. You know, I wanted the Megazord and the Dragonzord. Got the Dragonzord, but I couldn't get the Megazord. Ah, bad times. So I missed out. I got, like, the next-gen Megazord uh, and the White Tiger and... 95-ish? Yeah. 96? Kids just wouldn't have a clue. Then it was Game Boys. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, these days... I don't. I don't know what people would be looking for, unless it's a PlayStation Five or an Xbox. Even in the earlier nineties, Mighty Max. Mighty Max. Yeah, what's they, that? They were like the, they were like Polly Pockets. You you'd get like a thing. You'd open it up and have little figurines oh, yeah. you play with. Do you not remember Mighty Max? Uh, no. Oh my god. If we weren't recording on this device, I'd take a look. What was your childhood? You should Google this. Why should doing that? Um... I know there was a, uh, a shortage of um, of Tamagotchis, but have you seen Tamagotchis now on TV again? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a, a little boy, for those who, who are perhaps not uh, regular listeners, and he often has Milkshake on TV. For those who are not in the UK, it's, um, it's a Channel 5 children's show in the mornings. You probably have it where you come from. Holy hell. Uh, I'm just, just looking up Mighty Max now, and yeah. some of these things are selling for like 50, 60 quid on eBay. Oh, right. They only used to be like... Seven, eight quid when, when I was Yeah, but kid. with inflation, that's probably like 100 quid now. And a bit of vintage stuff on top of it. But um, anyway, they've got Tamagotchis back. Oh, yeah, so they are like the the the, the, the traditional yeah. boys' toys of Polly Pocket equivalent. I never had one. Oh, my no. God. Wow, okay. That was my child. Well, that was my 90s childhood. Oh, wow. Mm. Have you still got them? Have you got your no. 60 quid ones? No, they probably all got lost in moving houses and sold. My parents used to bin stuff off, and yeah, shame really. Mm. I should never have got any of my uh, giving away my action men or my Thunderbird stuff retrospectively, but here we are now. Yeah, I started action action men. They were things you could get hold of. Yeah, so you should sort of depend on which one would come out because the kid would want like a specific action man. Yeah, I mean all all the freaking. The other one that had its eyes that used to move. I didn't have that one. No. For, uh, the listener can't actually see what you did there, but he literally did the action of uh, yeah, behind, like, his, behind your, your head and moving your eyes at the yeah, same time. Yeah, you used to have like, this little lever behind his head, and you could if you moved it like left and right, the eyes would move. Shifty. Mm. But would you not be scared, though, that that like, start moving on its own and you think it's possessed, or is that just me? It sounds like Toy Story. Sounds like Chucky. <laughs> it does. But I guess that's more reflection of me than it is on on you. Uh, no, I think I wanted like the um, again it was advertised at the time, um, the snow one. So he's got the snow mm. snow outfits, and he's in the Arctic and he's got his his gog snow goggles on and he's got his like submachine gun silenced. He looked the dog's balls. Um, he but almost I swore. Get... Hmm? He almost swore. Nearly, which you know would be odd for this podcast. Um, but but instead instead. I got um the the aquatic one where he's in like his scuba gear, yeah, scuba yeah. gear and he's got the knife, the big fuck off knife, um and uh, the, the 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 snorkeling gear and the the tank and the goggle stuff. He still looked cool. Mm. He looked really cool. Not as versatile as a guy who's dressed for the snow, but hey. Yeah. Got oh, action man. were brilliant. Toys these days, man. They're all just plastic. They, they never... look shite. It's like um. Again, going back to the mid nineties, I used to get like the um, Spider Man and X Men figurines, yeah, yeah, and they looked really good. Uh-huh. I mean, don't get me wrong, they they probably don't hold up well today. No, but actually, some of the Marvel figurines you look at now, they're even worse. 
Yeah, they have no lightness and they just they just run away with creative license, don't they? Yeah. Just look rubbish. You can probably twist the head, move the arm in like one way, the legs in one way. There was no like joints on these figurines now. No, no way. No articulation. Got a question for you. And this bothers me probably once or twice a year, Dan, and has done for the last 25 years. Uh-oh. Is there a toy that you missed out on in your childhood that you always wanted, the much coveted toy? Lux versions now, so they might be slightly smaller, but the features and the quality oh, yeah, of yeah. them look so much better. But yeah, it was the Megazord for me. What about you? Wolverine. You liked the yellow and blue suit one, didn't you? Mm. Talked about it before. For listeners mm. that don't know about it, I'll talk about Back in the day, Argos, you would roll the dice about what you'd get. You get the catalogue number and they give you a range on the toys. Uh, for instance, it was the X-Men. Uh, superheroes, for those who aren't aware of the X-Men. I don't know who you are, but if you don't <laughs> know what they are. Uh, superheroes. Have figurines. And it was a set. And I think you had... Um, uh, you had Wolverine in there. I think you had Storm. You may have had Juggernaut in there randomly. Mm. Um, Cyclops. Cyclops. And you had... Uh, I think there may be even Nightcrawler in this one. They did come in like waves, didn't they? Yeah. Sometimes, again, I look at this in fondness. I go on, uh, on the old Google and like, oh, those X-Men figures. I know, right? And it, it just, there was four or five in the set. And I, I grew up with my grandmother. And she was like, oh, I'm going into Croydon. I did, did in Croydon time. Um... I said, oh, yeah, can you, can you get me this? Saved up enough money. Okay, okay, what's the number on the Argus catalogue? Of course, the thing. So you go downstairs, you get this big fuck-off book that's like 200 pages mm. of just colourful goods, uh, and you're rifling through it, and of course you go to the dog-eared pages yeah. of, of, uh, of all the toys exactly. that you, you want. Exactly, with Byro. No, 100%. That's how you, you chose your Christmas. You can't even get an Argos. Well, I mean, you don't need it anymore. You that's all just online. Just go online. Going to Sainsbury's now, mm. which is a thing. Again, fair niche to the UK, but um, uh, anyway, they've, they've been kind of bought under the wing of a supermarket. It's a bit odd. But anyway, needs must these this day and age. Um, anyway, uh, and, uh, and you don't buy a specific toy. They just, whatever the fuck's down, downstairs mm. in the basement, they bring up, which is a really odd concept, because these days you buy something very specific, and it may be shipped from another country, but it's being delivered to your doorstep the following day, but you know exactly what you're getting. Back in the 90s, you roll the dice. Mm. And I, I really wanted this Wolverine, because, yeah, we're pointing it now, because no, no one else can see it apart from Dan, but um, uh, there's there's a graphic novel on the bed. Uh, anyway, The States, which is one of the best graphic novels out there, it's a Wolverine series, and he's wearing the classic blue and yellow. Mm. Uh, and, the, and the black, over-accentuated eyes, eye mask. Um... And I wanted that toy so badly, Dan. And my nan came home and was so excited. She's gone for so long. felt like forever. Obviously, of course, it was just a couple of hours, but it felt like an eternity because I was really looking forward to this Wolverine figurine. And she delivered it, ripped open the box. It's fucking Cyclops. Uh, and no one likes Cyclops. No one likes Cyclops. He was the Cyclops. biggest douche of the X-Men. Yeah, it was a, it was a goody two-shoes. Um, Great tactician. Yeah. But, but he's a dick. Yeah. Um... And I was disappointed, but I mean, you're not going to then say, oh yeah, take it back, because you've got a brand new toy, you want to play mm. with it, but um, it's not as so you can then say, oh well, I'll buy another one, it's like gambling effectively, Yeah. go back to Argos, spin the wheel, do I get another fucking Cyclops, or do I get what I want, which is Wolverine? So anyway, the point I'm making is, a long story short, which isn't short at all, is I, I often think, 
far too many times for my for my own liking. There's probably some deep down psyche, something going wrong with me. And I need to mm-hmm. go and speak to someone about that. It's not the first time I said it on the podcast. I probably need to overcome this this Wolverine shaped gap in my life and actually buy the fucker. Just get over it. We will find you one. I think you should do it, Dan. I don't even want it. I'd, I'd probably do. But yeah, I, I think you do. Where to put it? I'm supposedly a grown ass man. <laughs> um, but I, I long for it, and it's really, really odd, Dan. I really long for this, this, this elusive toy that I've always wanted. We will find him. And you look online, as you say, these days, they're die cast, they're beautifully mm. you know, designed, they're painted wonderfully, they look really intricate, and they've got the articulation. So actually, I'm better off now than I was 90s, Alex. But, yeah, I still long for it. It's odd, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, if someone's doing a psychology course... And I know exactly what's going on. Probably keep it to yourself, yeah, because I don't want to know what's wrong with it. <laughs> but there's something going on. Well, look at that. Um, a, a really shite film has um, brought out some nostalgia. Absolute nice nostalgia. They say, you kids, you wouldn't even know today, would you? You wouldn't have an absolute foggiest the issues that we went through every Christmas circling that bloody catalogue. But look, I mean, if other people have have fond memories, and they probably are fond memories, mm. of selecting their Christmas or birthday presents from that book of wonder and woe. Um, get in contact and, and share and let us know. We could do, we could do an Argos catalogue spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> That's very, very niche, but I'm well up for that. I th- yeah, do you know what? 2023, let's do it. Let's just uh, I'm not it sure we get many listeners downloading or streaming on their morning commute to work or to college or wherever you, you, you guys go. Um, an Argus catalogue episode, but I'm, I'm well up for it, Dan. I can remember some of the toys I used to like circle around and like, I want that, I want that. Oh, the 90s. Oh, it's a crazy place. Um, back to Jingle All The Way. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes, approval rating of 20%. There you go. No way. It's shite. Uh, and they said, Arnold Schwarzenegger tries his best, but Jingle All The Way suffers from an uneven tone, shifting wildly from a would-be satire on materialism to an ant- antic slapstick yuck fest. Oh. Mm. I mean, I it's, it's always on at this time of year, obviously, and it's always usually after the first couple of fights in the um, in the shops, so it's about the first third of the film. Mm. I don't think, apart from the cinema, I've ever really seen the full film end-to-end. And then I think it was last year, I, I oddly turned back over and... Um, I watch the ending and it's random. It's a proper yeah. random ending. Like there's, there's a fight scene, isn't there? Like in a, in a, in a, uh, some kind of flotilla. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, and someone's dressed as the baddie. Is that right? Of the, of the toy, and yep. someone's trying to steal this this last ever action figurine, and it's very odd. Very very odd. Yeah. And let's also acknowledge that Arnold Schwarzenegger punches a, ro- uh, a reindeer on the nose. Probably deserved it. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Strange film. But it doesn't hold up these no. days. No. No, it's, it's pretty awful. So I remember it as a kid and I loved it as a kid, but watching it as an adult now. Nah, sorry, Arnie. Tell you what is um, interesting, actually. Um... I should really stop doing this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I showed my son Stuart Little. Yeah, classic. That does hold up these days. Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does hold up. I mean, the CGI is a little bit ropey, but it's not as bad as some. Um, 
you know, the cat talks to, to, mm. to Stuart and they've they've got it. I think they've superimposed a mouse moving. Um, doesn't look bad. No. And that's 20 years old. And actually, I'm like, and my son's like, I don't really get this. But I think he was enjoying it. Yeah. And I was like, this, is, this isn't bad for 20 years. There's not many films that you would say actually still look half decent. No. But clearly Jingle All The Way is one of those. Yeah, sadly so. Mm. So we reached out to our listeners and asked um, worst Christmas films. Now, before I go into this, it is worth mentioning OTT 38 Die Hard, a Christmas film. Uh, we settled the debate. I'm about to put my workman boots on and start sliding double-footed into this listener. Gemma chose Die Hard. What are we saying? I'm not going to say a word because I, she's, she's, she's already angry at me for calling her out on Black Widow last year. Uh, I'm sorry, but um, Joanie's getting to see. We need to lock into that vault and push it over the edge and she's going to be sinking to the bottom mm-hmm. silent. What? Why? Is there any words? Is she no. Justif- There's no justification, Gemma. No justification. <clears throat> not good enough. Um, you need a dead terrorist in a lift with ho-ho-ho scored in blood on his jumper. With now I have a machine gun. What is... If that's not Christmas, I don't know what is. Rest in peace, yeah. Mr... Mr... Takagi? Takagi? Takagi. Rest in peace, the boss who owned <laughs> Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Um, such a generous man buying people Rolexes. Well, Bruce Willis, a few years ago, actually did say it's not a Christmas film because, I mean, it was released in June, July of whatever year. But... True enough, it was released at that time, but it features a Christmas tree. It's a Christmas party. Christmas music. Christmas time. It Nonsense. references enough Christmas for me to say it's a Christmas film. It is. And is I watch Christmas it most Christmases. You know, Severus Snape falling from the 107th floor, wherever it is. Yeah. Um, as you say, Dan, we have covered that film, uh, was it two years ago? What, Die Hard? Yeah. It was last year. No, it wasn't. Yeah. That was our oh, Christmas special. Doesn't time fly. And we actually do some of the um, behind-the-scenes stuff as well, which was quite Yeah. Fun. So, yeah, go give it a listen, because actually that was a really fun episode. And Gemma, if you listen to this, I didn't say it, Alex did. Yeah. Right? No, no, fine. Don't come for me. Come for Alex. He's going to duke it out. Yeah. We'll go toe to toe in the street support Smith, and you'll win. But at least, at least I will know that I've, 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 uh, I've fought for the good, the good name of Die Hard as a Christmas film because it is. Mm. It's a fact. Now this is an interesting one. So my, um, I don't condone violence, by the way, guys. My group of friends caught wind of this episode, and of course it opens up. Uh, a question in the in the lad chat. Just the one question. Just the one question. There's many well, questions there was, after there today. Was two. Yep. So best Christmas film mm. and best Christmas song. Okay. So let's go through them. We've got Leighton. He said, "Fairy Tale of New York." I really dislike that song. Mm. I'm not. I'm not one of the. I, I don't know if there's the right thing to say. Woke. It feels overused and definitely inappropriate in terms of this song but I don't know how else to describe it I'm not describe. I'm not prescribing to the fact of I think it's not a good song for 2022 I just don't think it's a good song at all I think it's miserable mm. and I know you know it's a whole kind of comedic play on words and the, the to and froing. I never got it I never found it funny before people got on the bandwagon and said hey, you can't say that well, it's, a, it's a song of its time isn't like the word faggot now like censored out of that song? I think so. 
I don't I don't I don't know enough about when it came out to know whether that word was insensitive then. But I still I still don't like it for the song. Mm. Um it's just not it's not enjoyable for me. But it apparently it's a good one. Mm. It's late to say. Yeah, mm. that's his favourite favourite Christmas song. It was quite unanimous it. across the lads. No actually. way. Um, Ash, who asked the questions, Fairy Tale of New York, best Christmas film, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Good shout. Mm. Brings a tear to the eye. Uh, Chris, he says Fairy Tale of New York, uh, best Christmas film, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, Chris, that is some god tier answer. Yep. answering there. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, next up, we got Rob. He said, "Fairy Tale of New York," and then best film was Scrooged. I haven't seen it. It's quite an oldie. Um, I've, I'm pretty sure me and the missus recorded last year to watch on our Virgin Media box, and it's still sat that way. To oh, be right. so One of those, yeah. We will get around to it eventually. <clears throat> next up, we've got Joel. He said, "Fairy Tale of New York." No way. Uh, best film is Elf. It's a fix. Elf is good. Mm. And last up, we've got Luke. He said, Fairy Tale of New York and Elf. Oh, right. Mm. Favourite so, Christmas song? Have you got one? I was going to ask you, Dan. Um, in the last couple of years, it's got to be Kelly Clarkson, Underneath the Tree. Yeah, tune. It's an absolute yeah. banger. Like her, I haven't listened to a whole album, and I'm not really into Christmas albums. Um, wrapped in red, I think it's called. But that song, like it's, it's got, it's got everything. It's got the jingling, mm. it's got the, the 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 big bellowing, catchy chorus. It's got the the fancy, you know, flightful. If that's a term. Words. It's a wonderful tune. I think that mm. that one really uh, is a great one for me. It's it's quite upbeat, quite quite yeah. for the tempo. And I love I love to play it on the radio uh, when we do the outside broadcast fundraisers. I love to get people dancing as I walk past. It's a classic, mm. a modern classic. That one for me is, is phenomenal. Yeah. How about you, Dan? All I want for Christmas, but not the Mariah Carey but <sighs> I think I know where you're going with this, though. Alex Melton. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the country emo country emo alternative. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 really good. Yeah. Maybe not be might not be up everyone else's street, but I, I enjoy it for what it is. A close second, Dan, not that you asked, but I got to tell you anyway, is going to be uh, Michael Bublé. Ah, uh, yeah. Can't be a bit of Mickey Bublé. Put on his White Christmas album. Everything on there is banging. It's brilliant. Just so good, isn't it? Every year. I don't tire of it. I'll play that album probably 30 times easy. That's mm. lowballing it. Um, it's so good. It's not Christmas without Michael Bublé. No. But um, no, Kelly Clarkson's track, though, singular, is, is very good. Yeah. Let's ring the sleigh bells and go into the next section of this episode. All right. So, Alex, mm. this next segment was inspired by your Chester Radio. Um, yes. On Monday this week. Yeah. Put it on the socials and no one disappointed. The best parts and the worst parts of... Over roast dinner at Christmas. And this was a little bit um, divisive, I think, uh, for when I put it out to, um, to, to, to my, sounds really obnoxious, followers. I don't really have followers. I have people that I know. Mm. Not, we're not really in that, in that space. Um, but it, it, was, it was quite close, almost like Brexit. 
yeah. some of the answers. So what what, was, what were some of the questions that you asked? And um, well, because yours were a little bit more niche than what uh, I got on the social. A little bit. So I, I was about you know what's the best bits of uh, Christmas dinner, and we had people talking about um, pigs in blankets. Yeah. Which That's you know, sick. I think I mentioned before on the radio, my mother-in-law will cook sixty of the little fuckers. Oh. And would be lucky if there's any standing at the end of Boxing Day. Mm. Quite frankly, I love them. Um, do we have to describe what they are to a listener? I'm sure everyone knows what a pig and blanket It'll is. It'll take ten seconds. If, if no one knows. It's a little chipolata usually, but you can do big sausages, I guess. I'm just going to sidetrack. Do you, have you tried the Selfie Bagel Company yet? No. Uh, also known as Do You Know the Bagel Man on Instagram? I don't. Well... Let me tell you, Alex. Mm. I went down to the Love Southsea market oh, right. last weekend, little fest, little market, you know, buying some niche little presents, mm. last presents for, for the family. And he's down there selling his bagels. And I shit you not, Alex, I had the best bagel I've ever had in my life. No way. Mm. Was it, it a pig, was in, pig in blanket? What was it? Pig in blankets, yeah. stuffing. Oh, wow. Cranberry. And just a tiny bit of whole grain mustard, just to give it oh, a little tang, yes. and it was just delicious. Sounds like a bit of a mouthful, though, right? Oh, it was. There's lots of mastication going on. Mm. Mm. Mastication, mastication. Yeah. Uh, I was. It was stunning. Um, mm. Might have to hit him up. Be like, excuse me, mate. Do you want to be on the pod? And then we can get like a free bagel while we. Well, hopefully, you can't hear this bit. We would like to get you on the show to talk about your delicious bagels, yeah. where you started and all that stuff. But we'll probably talk about more about potential guests that we want on the pod. On the Most anticipated. All that. All that. Yeah. Um, Chipolatas are the best thing usually, in my opinion, because they're thin and skinny. Mm. And you wrap them around in streaky bacon, uh, put them in the oven for half an hour, 14 minutes, and they go all crispy and juicy in the middle. Uh, and yeah, a bit of bit of uh, honey mustard, yeah, or whole grain, just dipping, and it's a it's a wonderful thing. But yes, we we have too many in this household. My cholesterol temporarily goes through the roof during Christmas. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's Christmas. It'll normalise. How many stones in Christmas? No, it's not a thing. Uh, indigestion and sleepless nights are, mm. but you can you can deal with that. But yeah, pigs in blankets. Um, I did put a question out there. And I know that some people have a real contention around the use of Yorkshire puddings. Now, does a Yorkshire pudding, pudding, Dan, does that feature on your dinner plate? Absolutely. Now, it does in this household. And the reason being, and my, my rationale on the radio show was that um, I use that as like a mini kind of little, little bath, my mini bath mm. that I fill up. So Yorkshire pudding, guys, it usually is um, it's almost like a, a crater. Yeah. Full of batter. It's gone crispy, it's risen, so there's, there's a dip in the middle. And, um, I can't otherwise describe it. How would you describe that it? That literally is it? Yeah, it's a crater. Um, but it's got the crispiness and the soft, the soft kind of squidginess of um, of the batter cooked. And um, anyway, I, I fill it up with gravy. Because, of course, the gravy goes around the table, right? And you're not going to see a second go around of that gravy. Gravy is one of the things that runs out quite often, very quickly, in my household at Christmas. So the first go-around, I pour it into... That's like a real prick when I'm eating. Mm. Don't I? It's like a really selfish bastard. But you've got to be quick with the gravy, because yeah. I'm not going to stand there and make up a new one. Um, and I fill up the, 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 the Yorkshire, 
and I just go and dip as I go. And I've got my own personal kind of gravy boat. And then by the end of it, you still got the crispy outside, but the bottom's really soggy. But it's saturated mm. in that in that in the gravy goodness. Anyway, there were some northern people who will remain nameless because they'll know that get some internet hate. And they said no chance. Now I wonder if that's because Yorkshire pudding, I guess, originated from the north of England, where they're like, well, no, that's like a snack. Mm. Why well, do you have a snack at Christmas Day? I don't know. But they, they, they unanimously said they don't have Yorkshire puddings on their dinner, ta- dinner table at Christmas. Yorkshire pudding is god tier. 100%. I don't use mine as a bath, though. Oh. See, what I do, I get some of the best bits of the roast dinner and I put yeah. it into the Yorkshire pudding. Okay. And then I save it for last and then I sort of cut into this thing. It's almost like a Yorkshire pudding yeah, yeah. wrap sandwich thing. Yeah. It all goes in my mouth. Have you had a Yorkshire pudding wrap, by the way? No, I want one, though. Ah, oh, there's one in Gunwharf at the moment Do right now. Do we need to sell a kidney to get to afford one? Probably, one? yeah. It's going to be quite expensive. Yeah. Probably not worth it in retrospect. Make your own. Because the batter is what? It's, it's just flour, milk, milk, eggs, eggs, and a bit of water. Yeah, I think it is. And you mash it around, you get the oil super fucking hot to the point where you might have to go to A&E if you touch it. Mm. Uh, you throw it in, close the door, and then 25 minutes, half an hour later, it's done. Yeah, it's very simple. So yeah, you don't really want to spend a tenner with trimmings and leftover crap <laughs> thrown in. Make your own. But um, yeah, that was quite. I thought it was quite controversial because mm. uh, that's one of the highlights I think of uh, of our dinner table. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Um, and then I think it was. I'll try to get this right. Forty-seven percent uh, of people said that they wouldn't touch um, Brussels sprouts. I have problems with sprouts. That's just your it's not, it's not my favourite part. Now, it's fart food, Dan. It is. Oh, it tastes yeah, like fart. <laughs> smells like fart. It does afterwards. I've only ever had perfect sprouts once or twice. It's usually when the missus cook them. She gets oh, them. Right. They're not bullets, and they're not mushy. Okay. They've got to be in the in between. But she cooked them with garlic and balsamic vinegar. Oh right. And it was delicious. So I usually have them with with bacon. You can That's do the only way to have it is bacon. Chorizo as well. Oh, right, yeah. That's apparently very good. But yeah. The only time that, you know, I've, I can say that I've had good sprouts, but otherwise I fucking ate them. But surely then, both of us have identified really strong flavours. What's the fucking point? Mm. If you can't taste them, what is, what is the literal <laughs> point of eating them? Do you know what? If they're on my plate, I'll still eat them, mm. but they'll be the first thing I eat because then I've got... Get out of the way. I can just go for the good stuff. Yeah. Just beeline for the next best thing, you know, parsnips, carrots, peas. And then you save all the good stuff for last, like the meat, the potatoes. Cauliflower cheese, is that featuring? Doesn't usually feature on our roast dinners, but I am a fan of, of cauliflower cheese. Do it this year, mate. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Mm. I think I might have to. It's really good. Stuffing? Yeah, stuffing, yeah, always, always. But how many different stuffings? Only one? Just one. Oh, no, you've got to have two or three on the go. Serious. Mm, okay. Yeah. Don't just go for your standard, mix your hot water, a bit of butter, then put it in the oven. I'm talking get your different meats, different cranberries, different nuts. Yeah, man. Talking to a stuffing connoisseur here. I might I'm salivating here, listening. <laughs> uh, it's not very nice for Dan, who's having to wear his apron to be safe from being sprayed with my saliva. No, no more than usual. Um... But yeah, there was a little bit of controversy uh, on the Monday night after eight show for mm. the Tuesday Hospital Radio. But um, what what would our, our listeners say? 
Well, Charmaine, she only pointed out the worst part. She said the worst part is Turkey. You know, I don't disagree with Charmaine, actually, this one. It's very dry. Yeah. I'm more of a... I mean, we'll get on to some of the other comments in a minute, but, I mean, to be honest, my mum hates turkey, and whenever, like, we have roast dinner at my parents, it's always chicken. Do you know what? This might be... Yeah, no, 100% chicken's got to be. Oh, my dad does gammon as well. Yeah, I can You've got to have at least three or four different meats on your plate. Yeah. But turkey doesn't have to be one of them, and it's always dry, or the the following day, it's incredibody tough. Mm. They could say, you know, Alex, it's it's, it's showing that, you know, you probably haven't had it properly. And you know what? I probably haven't had it properly, but I'm also not going to order it and go to a restaurant and say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to have that delicious steak. I'm going to have some fucking turkey. Like, you're never going to have it proper, Mm. are you? So why why even have it? So, yeah, I'm with Charmaine on one. It's just it's, it's a, a waste. Mm. Absolute waste. Uh, we've got Matt next. He is currently in Thailand. Oh, lucky bastard. He said, back in the day, I would have said Brussels sprouts, but considering they are practically impossible to get over here, I would now say they are the part I miss the most. No. That's quite interesting. I mean, I, I've been to Thailand. Have you been to Thailand? Mm. I mean, you can get most meats out there. But sprouts, I mean, it's not something you see in a restaurant no and I don't think there's any way you could get them out to him anyway because no. they'd probably turn before they even go out of the airport yeah I mean it's a, it's a it's an interesting one I'll give him that mm, okay uh, next up we've got Natalie she said the best is eating is eating it minus the sprouts the worst is when it's my turn to cook it oh. and that's the thing I I often cook Christmas dinner in my household and you're cooking all the constituent bits, they smell good. Mm. You know, this is going to be banging, this is going to be lovely. And when it comes down to sitting and, and, and eating, I'm bored. I'm not really fussed. I'm like, I, I couldn't give a shit. Mm. The good thing is, though, the following day when you have the leftovers, that's yeah. when you really have an appreciation because then you probably get the, the saturated fats and the crisp of the, the, the roast potatoes and the parsnips. And then you know, you got you still got all the good bits, the crispy bits usually left over from you know the stuffings, and it's still good. Mm. And the leftover gravy that still seems to have, have um, distilled into some really super strong yeah. flavoursome stuff. What do you do with your leftovers? Do you put it into a sandwich or do you do a bubbling squeak? I mean, I, I do both. The mother-in-law, both. yeah, the mother-in-law does a really good bubbling squeak. Um, I just can't be bothered. Um, no, we usually have enough leftover to go again. And we often have a, a much later roast the second day, mm. or if not, we may pick you know have have picky bits here and there. Um, but yeah, usually it's um, it's another roast because we don't often have roast in our household. It used no. to be a thing, but um, just take too long now. And with a with a little boy, you just don't have the time. So uh, I don't mind having a roast second day in a, second day in a row. I mean, if you find an extra two hundred quid in your pocket, if you're lucky, get yourself an air fryer. Got one. Have you? So tell me. One of my friends... Um, Didn't cost you £100. Leighton, Leighton, who lives in Northern Ireland, he did a beef roast last time. Oh, yeah. And he did his Nutri Ninja, and it was just perfect. Like, the crispy potatoes. Oh, really? The beef was sort of... I mean, perfect for me. It was medium rare. Uh-huh. All in an air fryer? All in an air fryer. Oh, fantastic. He's, he's got one of the two-draw Nutri Ninjas. Yeah, yeah. If there's anything anyone wants to get me for Christmas, that's all I ask for. Doesn't have to be anything else. Just an air fryer. Shows you're getting old though, because back mm. in the day you were asking for Power Rangers and Megazords yeah. and 
Tracy Islands, and now you're asking for a fucking kitchen appliance, Dan. I know. Sign of times, it's tragic, isn't it? isn't it? But still, well, they are brilliant things. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Sam. He says the breast... Breast? Oi, oi. Oi, oi. The best part is bread sauce. The worst What's part bread sauce is potatoes. Again? Is, that an, is that a northern thing, bread sauce? I, I'm not too familiar with bread sauce. It's like a, a flowery white substance that could be quite questionable it's if you quite, know what it was. Is it creamy? Right, we're, we're going we're to Google this. Bread On sauce. the fly, live as it's happening. Bread sauce is a British and Irish warm or Irish. cold sauce made with milk, which is thickened with breadcrumbs, typically eaten with roast chicken or also turkey. That doesn't sound very nice. It doesn't sound appetising, but, but Sam, I mean, if you want to make me and Alex some bread sauce to try, I mean, I'm on game. Yeah, no, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm really up for trying it. I just, it it doesn't, doesn't sound great, does it? It doesn't, but I, I know it is a thing, mm. so there's got to be a good reason why people like it. Yeah. What were we saying about the worst part, though? You said potatoes. So he's saying the worst part of potatoes. Mm. It's not being done right. For he's clearly me, not having them correctly cooked. For me, the perfect roast potato has to be fluffy in the middle mm-hmm. and crispy on the outside. Yeah. I want it to crack as I'm cutting into it. Jamie Oliver, I used to be a staunch supporter of his up until Brexit. And then he voted for Brexit and then said, I can't afford my restaurant, so I'm going to close them down. Now, the least about that, I say, the better. It's not a political <laughs> podcast. Uh, people probably know by now my opinions on, on the whole shit show of, of, of British politics. However, what I would say about that chef is he has the best roast potatoes. And what you do is you cook your potatoes and you throw in there some chicken stock. Yeah. So it's, it's boiling and bubbling around with the chicken stock. Oh. Sounds like a, a, a cooking show now we're doing here. But anyway, this, this will change your life, listener. Um... So the chicken stock, and it takes on just a subtle flavour mm. of the, the, the chicken. Not too much here. Uh, and then you just do it enough that it's a little bit soft, but not too much. Drain it. Use a colander, but also the saucepan that you just cooked it in. And bash it from one side to another. So it gives it that sort of fluffy... Nice and fluffy. Outside. Roughed up. So if you've got some aggression on Christmas Day, take it out on the potatoes. But it's super fluffy. Well, it's so fluffy, you get the old super fucking hot, and you can add anything you want in there, you know, like some rosemary or some garlic. Mm. That's fine, that works too, or just have it plain. And then what you do is you very carefully transfer the potatoes that you've roughed up, fluffy, that don't resemble potatoes, and you put it into the fat, they sizzle, they'll cook, you put it in there, you baste it every 10, 15 minutes, Dan looks like it's going to pass out with, oh, I'm just with euphoria. salivating right now. You take them out, and if you want to drain them off on some kitchen towel because they're dripping with fat, then fair play. If you want to risk your life and your arteries and don't, I don't because it's Christmas. Um, and then what you then do is just before it's finished, you get um, a potato masher. And you very gently press down on each of the potatoes. You squash them just a little mm. bit. And it, it may crackle, it may break a little bit, but what you do is you're increasing the surface area of the potatoes. So they become even more crispier. And what you then do is you sprinkle some salt on, fish them off for 10, 15 minutes, bring them out. They've got a little golden crisp. They're super fluffy in the middle. Uh, and they've got whatever flavour that takes on that you've you've cooked them in. But um, that's how I do it. And they're, uh, they've been a winner for the last decade. They're the best roast potatoes ever. I think there might have been like an audible... I, I, I've got a mouthful like, of saliva. Oh. I'm going to choke on my own saliva. They're so good. Seriously, that, that is that is my recipe. And if anyone's got any other ones, then by all means, 
That's nice. I feel like there might be room for a cooking episode sometime next year. Perhaps. Along with the Ar- Argos catalogue classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no one's going to listen to them. But, but no, that, I mean, that, uh, and that's why I, I don't... No, I, I, we appreciate everyone's opinion on, on the topic. Mm. I don't appreciate the one where potatoes are the worst bit because I don't think they've been done right then. No. Personally. You can't say to me that you can't cut a roast potato in half, nearly scald the top of your mouth or your tongue on the hot, steaming inside, and dip it and soak it in a bit of rich gravy and then crunch down. And you have those textures, mm. the golden crisp. Like, there's, there's no way that's the bad... That's the, the best part. I leave. I actively leave that till the end. Yeah, same. Because you, you want to have the last... Save a bit of flavour in your mouth. You're... The, the kiss of the dinner as you depart for the puddings is going to be that potato. Mm. How can it be the worst? But I don't know if I've had potatoes as good as the ones that you've just described. I'll make, I'll make them for you if you don't do them uh, yourself. They're, um, they are an absolute ding-dang delight, to use your terms. Ooh. It's beautiful. Uh, next up, we've got Todd. This is really controversial. The best part, the large glass of Molbeck next to it. Oh, right. Red wine, yeah. The worst part, having to sit with the family. Oosh. Burn. Controversial. I'm not a massive red wine drinker, but, and this, this uh, it could be available in any other supermarket, Tesco's own branded mulled wine. Mm. Phenomenal. Right amount of sweet. Put it in the saucepan. Add some oranges if you want. Don't have to. You warm it up. It's the best mulled wine I've ever had at home. Cinnamon stick? Would you chuck one of those? I would. My wife wouldn't, so I invariably don't because I'm sharing it. Um, But you arguably don't need it. So, yes, I'm I'm for the red wine, but of the mould variety. Yeah. Family's an interesting one. Um, There's arguments to say just because they're a blood relative, you don't, doesn't mean you have to spend any time with them. You own nothing. I get that. But actually, sometimes it is nice to actually spend a little bit of time with people that perhaps you don't see yeah. often. I'm quite lucky this year. So, um, actually staying at home this year for Christmas. Mm. See my family Christmas Day, Boxing Day, flying to Ireland. I'm going to go sp- spend some time with my other half's family in Ireland, in Cork. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good Christmas, I think. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, look, every family's different. and I haven't met a, 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 an untroubled family. Mm. So I totally get that they may, may be the worst bit of the day. <laughs> um, fair play. Uh, next up, we've, we've got Brendan. He says, the best part is the fact you're allowed to eat four types of meats. Oi, oi. Uh, the worst part, potatoes. I've always said my piece of potatoes. Yeah, we, we, we've, we've, we've said our bit. But I agree with the meat. I think the variety at Christmas, perhaps the gluttonies, perhaps mm. the other worst worst bad side of it but the variety is is great because when when would you ever have that much food in of a similar ilk mm. in the same vicinity at the same time you know you're, you're our fridge is already filling up with cheese when would you ever have anything other than cheddar in your in yeah. your fridge but you've got four or five different cheeses of a smoked of a mature of a whatever variety and that's just cheese yeah then you've got the meats, then you've got the different oh, gravies. I make my own yeah. gravy if, I, if I'm doing, um, uh, well, I'm cooking, so I'm always doing my, my own gravy. So I make my own gravy, uh, which is um, uh, another TV chef recipe. 
Uh, that's where I get all my most of my inspiration. Uh, but then I'll have one for a packet. But there's two gravies, and then there's stuffing, three different stuffings. You see, I'm going with it. That's yeah. an awful lot of food, all different variety. You would never do that in any other time of year. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Then you have the three, four different meats and a sandwich in the evening. And then desserts. Christmas pudding, where, where do you stand on this? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, I've got to be in the mood for it, but I think I'm in the camp of yes, it's okay. Mm. I, I do like a good Christmas pudding. I say I eat it once a year. Mm. That's it, that's enough. I know my other half would hate it because it's got raisins and all the other good, all, all all the the other good, good stuff in it. Yeah. The best bits, but she doesn't like that. Mm. Well, um, next question for you. Christmas pudding, custard or cream? Custard. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Are you a heathen like me? Do you have your custard cold? Yes. Oh, thank God. I'm, I'm glad it's not just me. Because you've, you've got the hot, piping hot pudding. The custard cools it down, but it still ends up being warm anyway because mm. it's on the piping hot pudding. I feel justified in that because, again, my other half only heats her custard hot or warm, whereas she'll mm. look at me and go, you're a monster for having it cold. Nah, you just cut out the waiting. Um, but is it plain custard, or do you go premium Madagascan? Oh, premium. Yeah, the vanilla. Yeah. Got the shit in there. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like a, a, a normal yellow custard. Nothing wrong with in, that. In school, but if I'm going to go proper, it's got to have the Madagascan yeah. vanilla in it. It's just creamy. It's It's sweet. the cracker custard. It's delicious. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last up for, for this segment, we've got Crow, our, our good friend Rob. Oh, yeah. He tweeted me, he said, the worst is a parsnip. Slowly coming around to them, but picking the best part is proving difficult currently. Again, I I will treat a parsnip the same as a roast potato. In fact, they're roasting together. Mm. So I, I, I can't, I have words with Rob because I don't see that. It's the way it's being cooked, I'm telling you. Yeah. Arguably, actually, you can't taste you can't taste it in the end after the way I roast them, but um, I think it's always been prepared. No I, I like a bit of maybe a bit of honey to bake it with. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes I, I mean I, I wouldn't do this with a festive roast dinner, but I will put my parsnips and carrots together, and I sort of salt, pepper, honey, and a bit of cumin. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mix together, mm. chuck it on your baking tray, chuck it in the oven, bosh. Interesting. It's quite nice. Gives it a nice sort of sweet, but sort of savoury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth a try. Okay. But yeah, that's it. That is that segment. Let's ring those sleigh bells one more time. Right, Alex. Hmm. We've been challenged. Christmas present ideas. Yes. So this is from Dan. He said, there's a podcast idea in here somewhere. Gift ideas for the nerd in your life. Probably a bit late now, but maybe for next year. But Dan, we're not going to disappoint. We're going to do it now. Why not? We're going to reel some stuff stuff off. Now, for the nerds in your life, Alex. Yes. I would go for the two easy things. First one's Lego. Yes. Because what adult doesn't love Lego? Yeah, 100%. Covers a range of things. You've got your architecture, you've got your Marvel, you've got your DC, you've got roller coasters, fun buildings. You can now buy light sets to light these things up. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Second one, nice and easy, Funko Pops. Okay. And again, you've got everything. You've got Marvel, you've got DC, you've got The Walking Dead, you've got TV series, you've got films. They 
cover so much now. They do. Nice and easy. This is the important one for me. Yeah. So I'm. this isn't really for nerdy people per se, but in the last two years, of course, it has been very difficult. Especially for our local businesses. We were talking about this earlier, yes. off air, while you're having your dinner. So they, they need us more than ever. So go out and support those local yeah, businesses. Yeah. And especially local breweries. If you don't use these places, we're going to lose them. They are going to fall oh, off 100%. the map. And there's some fantastic local businesses to us in Portsmouth. You know, if I'm going to reel off breweries, then staying really good. South Sea Brewing Co., Mackie Mackie, Urban Island. That's just four of them. Mm. I think we've got like a gin distillery somewhere we in, do. in Portsmouth. I know, I know I'm reeling off booze, but then you've got South Sea Bathing Hut if you want your smells and your goods. Buy your loved one a bath salt or a bath bomb, creams, etc. Yep. Uh, who else have we got? Um, Strong Island. Strong Island, the clothing arm. Yep. Go get you some, go get some garms. Um, God, South Sea Deli. Get yourself some nice treats. Coffee. Bubblehead Barista, another good person to use oh, if you right, want yeah. a nice coffee. I had one of his coffees, actually. Um, uh, just up the road from here, Alex. Oh, right. He was in Ports of Cathedral at a little market yes, about saying. two or three weeks ago. Mm. And... Claire only bought a black coffee, but this coffee was phenomenal. Like, it was fruity. It was creamy without being creamy. Oh, right. It was delicious. Mm. And I was full of cold, so I could still taste this thing. It's brilliant, yeah. But, yeah, if you don't use these places, they're not going to exist much longer. No. You know, with rising utilities costs, at least in Europe, um, a lot of these businesses don't know how they're going to end up paying... Extortionate cost of gas and electricity. No, uh, and they need all the help they can get. Unlike the, bulk, the 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 massive multinational companies, which don't pay tax and they can offset their costs and profits and mm. still pay their shareholders, but don't pay their staff. It's um, it's very easy for us to to, to to preach, and we'll still use those services. But if you can have the inclination, it is it is a tough time out there for retail. Um, of the local businesses and yeah I don't know if many will survive this current challenging financial situation no it is scary you know you, you start to look at even some of the big businesses now um, who's your favourite brewery the one that sells Pogo yeah um, Wild Beer Company Wild Beer Co yeah. they've just got into administration it is scary yeah it's and they're not scary. they're not small fry uh, they were in the um, supermarkets so mm. yeah it's um, it, it's it's restarting to bite yeah so please, you know, go out there. Um, wherever you are. Look, it doesn't have to are. be Portsmouth. It can be Basingstoke. It could be in Milwaukee in the US. It could be in Thailand, Malaysia, wherever it is, wherever you, you are, support local businesses because, mm. you know, these, these people really need your support right now. Yeah. Honestly, find, like, your next nearest market and you will find some really cool yeah. stuff there. You know, so many niche people. So I've been to a few recently, Alex. As I mentioned, I went to the Love South one a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, bought some earrings from other half of Christmas. Um, there was one at Stag Really Good last week. And again, some really cool things. I bought my other half, um, not my other half, my mum. I bought her some wax melts for Christmas. 
Uh, we've bought some art prints from, I think I want to say it was Little Earth, um, one of Claire's colleagues. So yeah, there's some phenomenal stuff out there. Mm. Just just get your butt down there and find something niche. Go and have you'll a look. probably make someone's day actually buying their product. No, 100%. Well, that is the festive cracker. It is. It's been cracked open, it's popped. Mm. What was inside, Dan? Was it a festive joke? Was there a pair of nail files or or some kind of shit, shit puzzle? Inside the inside this cracker? Yeah. Well, we found some mediocre Christmas films. And we have. Some really good and some really bad Christmas food. Yes. We found some cooking tips. Some great cooking tips. And, and some, hopefully, some good present ideas. And to top it all off, some questionable... Listen to feedback about the worst Christmas films mm. ever. Oh, and let's not forget the usual on-the-topic nostalgia. Indeed. It's a beautiful cracker. It is. Just so good. Let's savour it. Um, and pop another one, I guess, in a couple of days' time, because we're going to have our annual Christmas Day OTT message of goodwill and mm. festivity and, and good cheer. And a good reflection of 2022. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, if you don't know what that is, then have a look and a listen to our previous episodes. We do one every year. Dan usually gets dressed up. It's nightmare fuel. Uh, this year is going to be a little bit different, of course, mm. because um, old Queen Elizabeth is no longer with us. But I'm sure he'll be... Distasteful if I did put my face on so. her again. I think so. But um, we'll be sporting you know, a, a long nose and a ball patch. We turn into old... Uh, Old Charles as, as King Charles, King Dan. Possibly. Mm. I mean, I've got the long nose. It sort of suits suits the uh, the appearance. This might be what you're expecting and waiting for for your whole life. Mm. This moment. At least I won't have the, the 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 good royal perm this year. Right. Yes. Shame, really. I was I was looking forward to you spending hours in the, uh, in the <laughs> hairdressers getting your hair prepared and ready for the the, the photo shoot. Yeah. But hey. Maybe another time. But yes, we've got that coming up in a couple of days' time, so keep your eyes open. Uh, that is our alternative Christmas Day message. It is. Guys. So if you don't want to listen to what will be King Charles and Camilla, no doubt, on your TV screens at lunchtime, then uh, you'll be be available to listen to uh, our episode, and we'll give you an alternative Christmas Day effort. Indeed. We'll probably start winding down for Christmas ourselves. <clears throat> Have a little break. Speak morning. for yourself. I'm all the way through, 100 miles an hour, Dan. I never stop. Well, no. I mean, not not in this life. No. We'll be busy cooking our roast dinners. I'm I'm gonna go and try your spuds. To be honest, no, it's game changer. But as 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 the podcast, we will be winding down for a little bit. Yeah. Have a Christmas break, and then we'll be back sort of towards the end of December on our socials for most anticipated 2023. Yeah. One of my other favourite episodes. Yeah, it's really we good. Do every year. Things to look forward to. So perhaps. That's a good time, Dan, if, if people are interested to get in contact, right? Mm. So talk about your films, TV series, mm-hmm. music albums, books. Anything that is going to be available that you're really looking forward to next year, get in contact to let us know because we will reel them off. We'll let you know. You can mark your diaries and your calendars and you can um, well be looking in anticipation forward for those those things to drop in the next 12 months. Absolutely. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at On The Topic Pod. We've got Gmail, which is on the topic podcast at gmail.com. 
And Alex, we've got WordPress and we are slowly rolling out our back catalogue onto YouTube. Yeah, every week we'll be doing two episode drops on YouTube. Uh, so go have a stream, have a listen on there. And yes, we've got our website on topicpodcast.wordpress.com. Go have a look. We've got a whole back catalogue on there. Uh, you can also visit our affiliate content site, Morbid and Mundane. Joey's got some wonderful clothes on his Etsy mm. site, so go take a look. You can buy something perhaps of interest for Christmas. Well, uh, you know, if it arrives on time. But again, you know, this isn't political. We are all behind these people. It'd be worth the wait. Yes. It'd be worth the wait. Um, and you've got, we've got our ugly mugs on there and also some bios. So go take a look. Go have a wander around our web, web pages. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter to be notified when an episode is made available. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go and try these potatoes. I've been done. And um, I'm going to be shaking my head in sorrow and sadness of Gemma's uh, proclamation of Die Hard. I'm Alex. Shots fired. And we'll see you next time. Bye.